from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Monday, September 27th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. In South Central Ohio, attorneys for George Wagner IV, charged in the eight deaths involving the Roden family in 2016, say they want the aggravated murder charges and the possibility of a death penalty to be dismissed because they say prosecutors now have information indicating he didn't kill anyone. Wagner, his parents, and brother were charged in the shootings near Piketon. The request comes after his brother and mother reached plea deals and gave authorities more information. His father has pleaded not guilty. The cases are being considered in Waverly. More than three out of four Ohioans who have died of COVID-19 were at least 70 years of age. ONN's Angela Ann breaks it down. Since the start of the pandemic more than a year and a half ago, the state health department has reported 21,820 deaths in Ohio. 49% of them, more than 10,000, were over the age of 80. Another 27% or nearly 6,000 were between the ages of 70 to 79. A total of 606 Ohioans under the age of 50 have died from COVID-19, and that includes 10 people who were age 19 or younger. Angela Ann, ONN News. In Columbus, the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center is limiting patient visitors in an effort to reduce the risk of COVID-19 exposure. Beginning tomorrow, patients will be allowed two visitors for the duration of their hospital stay, according to a release sent from the medical center. The Ohio Department of Health has shared a little more information about how booster shots will work. First, the CDC says people 65 and older, people in long-term care settings, and people with certain underlying health conditions are among those who should get it. State health officials say you can call or go online to book an appointment. The state is recommending people allow two to three weeks to get the booster shot. People who sign up to get it will be asked if they qualify, but specific proof will not be required. Pfizer is expected to submit its request within days to the FDA seeking authorization for its vaccine to be used in kids aged 5 to 11, meaning those vaccines could be rolling out by Halloween. ONN's Krista Frost reports. Last week, Pfizer gave a little bit more insight on its testing for the vaccine for those 5 to 11. Leaders from the company saying kids had a strong immune response after giving them two shots with doses that are one third of the amount given to adults, yet it provided the same protection that's seen in adults. Pfizer is also testing vaccines for children aged two to five and even as young as six months to two years old to see how those children in those ages respond. That's still being done. There's finally some new information for the millions of Americans who have received the one-shot Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. More on that from ONN's Tracy Townsend. J&J reports its own study does look promising. The study shows that when a person got a booster shot after getting that one-dose vaccine, the protection against COVID-19 rose to 94%. Dr. Anthony Fauci says that J&J and Moderna boosters will be reviewed in the next few months. Regardless of those findings, medical experts say you should not mix and match the boosters. There really hasn't been enough research on that just yet. I'm Tracy Townsend. The top lobbyist for Governor Mike DeWine has resigned after three years on the job. Here's ONN's Eric Brown. Dan McCarthy served as the legislative director for the Republican governor. McCarthy's resignation letter noted the fast-paced nature of the job and the arduous nature of the work. Federal prosecutors have filed accusations in connection with a $60 million bribery plot, which they claim was instrumental in getting a legislative bailout for two nuclear power facilities passed. McCarthy is a former First Energy lobbyist who served as president of one of the dark money organizations engaged in the alleged bribery conspiracy. McCarthy has said his acts were legal. Eric Brown, ONN News. 
Three students were robbed at gunpoint late Saturday night just off the Ohio State University campus in Columbus. ONN's Richard Solomon says students and others are concerned even though lights and cameras are being added to neighborhoods. Ohio State recently added at least $20 million for safety measures on and around campus over the next decade. But Megan Vargas wants more to be done. Vargas is the home director for Delta Gamma. But to those who live here, she's mom. She's also in the parent Facebook group Buckeyes for a safe Ohio state. I think it's more of more police presence here, not just so much on game day, but daily. Richard Solomon reporting in Columbus. OSU student Emma Frank says crime is a concern. During the day, it's normally pretty. At night, it's like you never know what to expect. Yeah. Student Mia Trendafolo says the situation seems to be getting worse. Basically throughout the week, especially Saturday, we get those notifications probably like 10 of them. Even now, it's to the point where we're scared to walk in groups. Frank says she was a victim last year. I lived in a four-person apartment, and both of our iPads, computers were stolen. They, like, went through my bedroom, like, tore up everything. This is a street with all sorority houses and fraternities, and there's still crime. Parents recently raised money on GoFundMe to buy billboards expressing their concern. One says college should not be a crime scene, and the other says... One is too many, referring to crime-related deaths near the campus. Ohio State senior linebacker Kayvon Pope had some kind of incident on the sidelines during the Buckeyes game with Akron on Saturday. He left the field and sent out a profane tweet that was later deleted. ONN's Dom Tiberi has some follow-up information. Ohio State coach Ryan Day issued the following statement saying Pope had been dismissed from the team. Day says Pope will be allowed to continue as a student. Pope also posted this uh, on Twitter saying, I let my emotions get the best of me. For that, I want to apologize to my teammates, coaches, and Buckeye Nation. I made a mistake and know that I need to be better and do better and work on my mental well-being. I'm Dom Tiberi reporting. This afternoon, the Cleveland Indians, playing under that name since 1915, played their final home game as the Tribe. They'll be the Cleveland Guardians next year. Fans have mixed feelings about it. Excited about the future. The Guardians, it's a good choice. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I'm kind of sad about it. Go Guardians! Go Guardians, I guess. Go Browns, go Guardians. The Indians have six games left this season. All of them are on the road. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.